Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. The death penalty, which had appeared headed for extinction in the U.S., is poised for a resurgence. Attorney General William Barr announced the federal government will resume executions in December after a 16-year moratorium. Joining me is Madeline Cohen, a capital defense attorney who represents several prisoners on federal death row. Madeline, in 2015, the death penalty was under so much pressure that the late Justice Antonin Scalia said he wouldn't be surprised if his colleagues outlawed it. What has changed? Uh, June, nothing has changed in terms of the country moving away from the death penalty. That continues to be the case, and a number of states that we might consider to be more conservative-leaning states have continued to push and in many cases pass bills to abolish the death penalty by resuming executions, the Trump administration seems to be going in the opposite direction from the rest of the country. The Supreme Court has ruled that the death penalty is constitutional. So is there any legal reason, any legal challenge that could stop the federal government from going forward with these executions? I'm sure that right now the lawyers who represent each of those five individuals is Um, marshalling the best legal arguments that they can come up with. Those will be both specific and systemic arguments, and there are many. Um, It's important to remember that the Supreme Court has not outlawed the death penalty, but has discussed the death penalty in terms of evolving standards of decency. And what we've seen over the last several years is that our standards are evolving away from the death penalty. So there was a moratorium on federal executions fueled somewhat by worries about racial disparity in the way it was being carried out. Have those concerns dissipated? Not at all. The federal death penalty is meted out in a very racially disparate way. The federal death row is majority-minority and almost half of the people on federal death row are black men, um, but certainly a majority of those on death row are people of color. Barr is proposing to execute these five men that he's picked out himself, and it seems a bit rushed. It's going to start in December. Are there any concerns about this seeming rush? Uh, absolutely. The government rolled out its execution protocol the same day it announced these execution dates. That protocol is entirely new and has not been subjected to any judicial review. It also has not gone through public rulemaking. And it's worth noting that there has been litigation pending in the District of Columbia District Court for many, many years, raising challenges to federal government execution procedures. These five individuals were not set for execution because they have the oldest federal death sentences and have been on death row the longest. They happen to not be parties to that litigation and don't have stays of execution. So by singling these prisoners out for execution, the government seems to be making an end run around the litigation and that litigation's request for careful administrative and judicial review of its processes. If that 
question got to the Supreme Court. We have a, a court where Justice Gorsuch in a recent decision said the Eighth Amendment doesn't guarantee a prisoner a painless death, something that, of course, isn't guaranteed to many people, including most victims of capital crimes. So would that kind of a proceeding get far when it faces a Supreme Court ruling? Well, that's hard to say. The Supreme Court's decisions in Bayes, Glossop, and Bucklew that address lethal injection questions do not address the questions that this specific protocol might raise. But before we ever get to the Supreme Court, the public should have a right to know what the United States government is doing when it tries to carry out the first executions in 16 years. And the administration has announced that it does not intend to go through any public rulemaking. So we have many, many unanswered questions about how the protocol will work and in particular where it intends to get the drugs that it will use for this process. So as you mentioned, 21 states have abolished the death penalty. Four states have a moratorium imposed by the governor, and one of those is California. And recently, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor, said that it was costing $5 billion to the taxpayers since California reinstated the death penalty, even though they now have a moratorium on it. Is there any information about how much it costs the federal government? I don't know that those costs are available. There was a study done in 2010 that looked at some costs associated with the federal the federal death penalty. Certainly, it is very expensive, and one of the um, not uncommon but very troubling things that we've seen is that the most likely uh, that the 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 reason you are most likely to get a death sentence is not because you committed the worst crime, but because you have the worst or often the most poorly funded lawyers. And so we see a concentration of federal death sentences in jurisdictions that are um, less willing to provide adequate funding to capital defense lawyers. Has the process for appellate review of capital punishment in the federal system been curtailed? That's a bit of a complicated question, and I'll try to give you an uncomplicated answer. Okay. Um, So, because it it is a very, very important issue, and it's one of the great failings of the federal death penalty system. It is probably a shock to most people that the federal death row prisoners get less judicial review than state death row prisoners get, um, including the fact that the United States Supreme Court has not given any substantive consideration to any federal death penalty case since the federal death penalty came back in 1988. They have reviewed one um, statutory procedural question in the case of a man who was executed in 2003. But other than that, the Supreme Court has left the federal death penalty alone. That means that at least on direct review where you have a right to appeal, the federal courts of appeal are the beginning and the end of review. On post-conviction, federal death row prisoners should, if you read the statute, they should have a right to an evidentiary hearing on their serious claims of ineffective counsel, prosecutorial misconduct, jury misconduct, um, all the things that we know from the many cases that we've seen go wrong in death penalty cases. In fact, 
very few federal death row prisoners, including several of the guys who are scheduled for execution, most of those guys do not get evidentiary hearing. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.